Hello and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I took her out. It was a Friday night. We walked alone to get the feeling right. And I'm Gary. And today we're going to review and discuss Darkness Falls, which released in 2003. From writers John Fasano, James Vanderbilt and Joe Harris, and directed by Jonathan Lebesman. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, the story follows Kyle Walsh, played by Chaney Clay. His mother has been killed when he was a young boy, and he is returning back to his hometown after his friend Caitlin has called him about her 12-year-old brother. Caitlin, played by Emma Caulfield, and her brother are being tormented by an evil spirit who wants his tooth. So this is one of this director's first movies. Mm. And he also did not want to direct this film. Ah. He was just like, look, studio, I want to direct dramas. And the studio were like, look, look, look. If you direct this film, yeah. you can pretty much go and make whatever it is you want to do oh, after nice. that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, I'm curious then. What, what did he go and do after, <laughs> after Darkness Falls? Yeah. And he followed it up with Rings. Yeah, 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 he did. In 2005. Then he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, in 2006. Which is not bad. He also did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 2014. Is... And he's directed some Halo episodes in 2022. And I was like, well, well, where was the dramas that he wanted to make? <laughs> He pretty much stayed in horror or fantasy or sci-fi. Well, yeah, but after like this movie came out, if you kind of, if you're blacklisted by certain companies, you ain't gonna get the business anymore, are you? And yeah. This film didn't exactly win fucking Oscars. What? No. <laughs> I, if I remember rightly, it did okay when it released, but was just very quickly then just brushed away, yeah. forgotten. You know, amongst the myriad of other early two thousand horror movies. I remember seeing this one, picking up the DVD when it was available, watched it and went, eh, and pretty much <laughs> forgotten about it, almost as much as I'd forgotten about Emma Caulfield, uh, because oh. her career, you know, she went from Buffy and into this, yeah. and then I didn't see her again until she appeared on a Marvel TV show, WandaVision, well, and she yeah. had a very minor role in that, and I was like, oh yeah, Emma Caulfield. <laughs> I mean, she kind of disappeared and went and done her own thing after a while. But yeah, you're right. After Anyanka left the show, or was killed off, that was it. Well, it, was the, it was the last episode. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, this film came out, like I said, 2003. I don't honestly remember seeing any trailers. I don't remember people saying, oh, I went to the cinema and watched Darkness Falls. I, I, I don't even think I know anybody who even owns it on DVD. Except me. <laughs> Except you. Okay. He's got it on DVD. I... Don't like one last bit of trivia here okay, for you. Yeah. As well, just while we're on the Buffy subject, before yeah. we move too far beyond it, um, we have another actor actually from Buffy in this movie. All right, a Cheney Clay, who you mentioned playing Kyle, the lead role in the film, was yeah. also in an episode and. of Buffy season five as one of Harmony's goons. Right, so he was a goon. He was a goon who yeah. got decapitated by Buffy pretty swiftly. But I was like, hey, it's two Buffy actors in this movie, so yay. Yay. But, yeah. But, like I said, with this film, I feel there's there's definitely something missing. I mean, it was it was pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, but it was pretty solid. Like, I, by the end of it, I didn't want to hate myself like certain movies. But at the same time, there were notes that this movie just didn't hit, which I was like, oh, man, that was... Fucking obvious. Why didn't you go with that? But, I mean, we start with, obviously, Kyle 
um, you know, young at home. Well, but, before we get to that, we've got a really long intro title we, sequence we to do, the film, yeah, which yeah. I thought was actually very effective, very cool. Uh, it's kind of got this old-timey brown film grain. Yeah, these yeah. These old, old photographs with the narration explaining this this folk tale yeah. of this this old lady, Matilda, Matilda Dixon, who gave gold coins to children when they lost their final milk tooth, yeah, their yeah. baby teeth, yeah. And uh, apparently, two children went missing. Or turned up dead. Well, she gets she gets burned. They said that she was given out the coins, and then something happened where she got hideously burned, and she wouldn't come out in the light of day anymore. She would only be seen in a porcelain mask, and so people started to think that she was a witch. And then the two children went missing, and they immediately accused her, hung her, and as she was about to be hung, she cursed the entire town. Now. Coincidentally, the, the two children actually turn up the next day after she fucking hanged and they're absolutely fine. But since then, you know, the, the myth is if you look at the two fairy when she comes to you, you'll die. And so then we we, we go with Kyle, uh, you know, the, the young actor playing Kyle and he's losing his last tooth. He knows about the curse. Kind of. Kind yeah. Of. I don't know whether it's like a local legend in this town. Because it's, I think it's the same town as where we saw the intro take place. Well, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the town's called Darkness Falls. That's isn't right. It? Yeah. You know. Um, but at the same time, I think I. I mean, I'm not that old. Uh, I. I remember like when I lost my teeth, my mum would say like, "Oh, put it underneath your pillow, but you can't wake up because if you if you scare the tooth fairy away, you will lose your money." So the, obviously, this movie just takes that concept and then just goes, "Now nah, let's turn her into this evil fucking cursed malignant witch." And you're like, "Oh, okay, that's cool," but. Yeah, like, with the Kyle setup, like, he, he acts like he knows and he's kind of scared. And then when you get his young friend, Caitlin, who turns up. You recognise the actress? I did, actually. I, I was thought you might. <laughs> Emily Browning, who plays the young Caitlin. Now, Emily Browning's done some kind of good roles. She was in peculiar, you know, unfortunate events with Jim Carrey. And yes, okay, she was in Sucker Punch. And hey, you're bringing it up. I could just... No, I just mentioned the actress. I didn't mention her films. That's that's right. But she's she's not a bad actress, especially at this age. She kind of sells this Kyle character to you that he's... They're friends in school. She kind of fancies him. He kind of fancies her. They're going to a dance. Um, and it, I mean, this is set up so that Emma Caulfield will play the, the, older, the, version. the older version of Caitlin in the future. Um, but Kyle puts his tooth underneath his bed and then the film kind of sets up where the witch has come for it. The witch is real, you know, and she's coming for this tooth. And it's quite effective where he gets scared and he runs out of the room. Yeah, it, it's a really good setup. Like, I really like the shot. It's very moody outside. Mm. You see the house, yeah. middle of the night, and the camera does this sweeping pan right up to the house, and all the leaves are blowing out of yeah. the way of it. And I was like, ooh, that's good. You know, we got the frightened child in the bed with yeah. the covers. I'm like, yeah, this is absolutely after the, after the great intro. We've got yeah. this great establishing scene here. Which I did have to pause it after this entire sequence was over. I was like, "How far are we actually into the the runtime of this film now?" Because <laughs> yeah. it's not a long film. It's not. And uh, yeah, I think it's almost fifteen minutes with the intro, and then this this you know twelve years ago because the film will jump twelve years in the future. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's a really well 
built and established horror moment, like a short film, yeah, where he runs to his mum and he's like, "Mum, there's a monster in my bed, in my bedroom," and she's like, "No, this is silly. There's no such things as monsters." <laughs> well, he, he's cowering in the light, isn't he? Is, he? He's, yeah. he's in this massive, huge light, and yeah. we're seeing the darkened corridor. But that's what I, I kind of think that. Do you think because of the run length that something is missing? That somebody sat there and took out a whole chunk of the movie, which you kind of notice because once she goes into the bedroom and she gets killed off, like you kind of, you kind of see it. Like the witch grabs you, it's kind of shaky cam and she picks her up and does she break her neck? Does we she don't just really like, see she, yeah. the body's dropped to the floor or we see the body on the floor when he returns from the bathroom because he was hiding in there for so long. And it's a great week that, you know, the, the witch or the, I call it the witch, the ghost. Yeah blasts the door open and it's hiding in the darkness above the doorway yeah. while he's cowering in the bathroom. I was like, yeah, this is very effective. It's, yeah. uh, I can imagine, uh, like, like f- because I don't know if the child has seen the creature or whether it's a manifestation, or if it's a, a mental projection, if it's really there or not. I, I, I don't I, really know. I think it's really there. I think this thing actually, you know, use it, it, it's alive in the darkness. Light will scare it off and it's solid in the darkness. It can break things. It can touch things. So, I was looking at, like, the, the witch kills other people, so I, I kept thinking it throughout the movie. How is this thing killing these people? Is she, she breaking their necks? She must be whisking them up, up in the air and, and just... Dropping them from dropping great heights. Dropping them and ripping them and clawing them and stuff. So well, there's a body count of, like, 16 in the film, but there's very <laughs> we, little gore. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to... Like, when Kyle gets kind of whisked away and, and he... He gets sent to uh, you know, psychiatric, psychiatric help and gets adopted eventually. Juvie, Caitlin, you know, kind of waves by to him like, bye, love. Um, but it feels like the town is hiding the secret. Yes, but it does feel like it. But it's not a it, part of the film. Yeah. Exactly. Now, you keep saying like you feel like there's a bit missing. I absolutely, completely agree. There, there's whole chunks of this script that don't feel right. And mm. that's why we're like, is it a witch? Is it a ghost? Is it a demon? Is it a two fairy? Like, is it the two fairy mythology? Is it, yeah. a, is it a fairy? What? What is it? The film doesn't know either, really, because it sets up this whole two fairy thing mm. but it doesn't really bear any semblance or impact or have any relevance to the plot whatsoever no because <laughs> like we then we're following kyle you know who's in las vegas the city of lights or whatever and he's surrounded by lights and he's been living here this for these 12 years i mean he was they said he was locked up for nine getting psychiatric help um and he's been drawing the witch he knows she's real and he keeps the lights on all the time because she can t- like i don't know if she can leave the town and kill anybody anywhere in the darkness or he just that's I'm how just he like, feels safe so does she go after every child on the planet no they, she, she only those from the town no no they they can only she will only go after you if you see if you so look be, at her so you're if telling you me these are the only two people in the whole planet that looked at her well if you had you'd end up dead so unless, the, and that's what I'm saying, maybe there was a whole section of the movie where they looked at the obituaries, because he even says, spoilers, I know we're kind of jumping, but he even says to a cop later on, like, how many deaths have there been and how many of them were children? You're like, ah, oh, and we're moved off. Well, I do also think it's <laughs> interesting that we're spending so much time at the early part of this video talking about the witch, ghost, tooth fairy. Yeah. Because it's the most interesting thing in the whole it, yeah, film. Yeah. Nothing else is I, that well, interesting. Well, actually, actually like, because we've also got Emma Caulfield playing Caitlin and her brother, who's 12, um, is 
it's hospital. so bizarre. I, I, like, I had to keep reminding myself throughout this film yeah. that it's not her son. No, it's yeah, her so brother. I, it's her <laughs> brother. You never see her mum. Where's the parents? You never see the dad. Like, are they dead? Did the witch kill them? Like, how long's fucking Caitlin been looking after this brother? We know nothing about them. But supposedly the boy has seen the witch and he knows that she's going to come after him because he's lost a tooth. And so immediately... Like, at the snap, they're in the hospital. The doctor's like, oh, everything he's saying is, is, is crazy talking. And McCaulfield goes, oh, I remember Kyle. I've got his number. Beep, 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 beep. Hello, Kyle. Remember me from 12 years ago? You were going to ask me for to dance. And I was like, this is the sentence you <laughs> like, go with? I know. The, the last the scene? The dialogue in this is so bad. Yeah, oh, yeah, but she, he and she work it well. Like, I got behind Emma Caulfield's character of... Even though I kept reminding myself as well that she was a loving guardian, shall we say, a loving guardian of this little boy, and he's being tormented. I get it by on this on that basic level. It's basic, a human, basic, right? Yeah. But she doesn't do anything to to warrant an emotional reaction from me as an audience, who normally very much is. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't feel a familial relationship well, between the two of them it didn't, it. there was wasn't a solid connection there and we like we said i think there's a massive chunk missing from the story and the script to make me care to for make, these people to make you yeah. care you know like even when kyle comes back he immediately comes back like he yeah, gets the phone scene. call he's like <laughs> oh what do you mean i need to come back to the town that i've been avoiding for the last 12 years because there's little boys obviously being tormented as well i'll be there bang <laughs> he's there and you know, he's trying to explain to the doctors and he gives the torch to the little boy. and That's and, a great moment. Yeah, and, and that's it. This whole setup starts to go and I'm like, oh, I want to know more about Caitlin and Kyle's relationship. But it's like, no, here we go. We're going to take Larry and Kyle to the bar. And Kyle has told Larry like four times, I don't drink, I don't drink, I don't drink. And Larry's like, no, nah, you come to the bar. And so we have this whole bar sequence now. You know, I, I wanted to like Larry. Because I think he was he was probably the nicest, friendliest character in the film. And he's a fucking lawyer. Yeah. So, like, he had yeah. to work overtime to make you like him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he did. Like, yeah, he's a bit misguided, a bit... He's, he's not picking up on the signals whatsoever. Because the scene where he comes in like, <laughs> Hey, darling, how's how's our boy? Oh, wait, it's your your brother, not our son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. We're not married. We're not married. We're, we, 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 I don't even know if we're actually dating. But I'm going to call you honey. And, and Emma um, Caulfield's looking at Carl like, I love you. Yeah, I know. I was just like, oh, dude, read the room. <laughs> yeah, like, read the room. And look, you want to take him out for drinks? I was like, oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> Carl, get out of there. He's going to kill you. He's just like, no, I just want to buy you drinks. I just want to catch up with how you've been. And he's friends. But then, but then I, I get it. There is a scene later where he's, he gets Kyle in the car again. And he's like, yeah, I'm driving you out of this goddamn town. Yeah. Because, like, since you're around, I ain't got a chance with Emma Caulfield anymore. And I yeah. was like, oh, you let me down and now. And that's it. There should have been more build-up. Maybe the three of them should have been researching. And Kyle should have been like, oh, by the way, as the town lawyer or whatever, I've got all the history about this woman who possibly might have been killed. Because like, after that opening, that's it about the town. Like, nobody else in the town. It's not like Freddy Krueger or anything. Well, I mean, after the bar scene mm. where Kyle ends up getting into a fight with this drunkard, they end up fighting <laughs> yeah. out in the woods somewhere. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, uh, do you, yeah, go, go, go. Sorry, I did totally remember that sequence. Well, yeah, the, the, the guy says to him, like, hey, that guy killed his mother. It's like, 
did he? What evidence have you got? And then he causes this whole ruckus and they stumble out of the bar and he gets knocked over the balcony and they're rolling through the woods. And the guy gets up, these are my woods, I'm going to get you, Kyle. And the witch has been following Kyle. Like she, as soon as Kyle turned up at home, she's like, oh, yeah. I know him and I need to kill him. Because that's why I'm like, well, isn't there any other teeth right now you need to go get? <laughs> and she and she picks up this guy and whisks him up into the trees and then she drops the body, doesn't she, on Larry yeah. later on. Yeah. Um, but it's like, how did he die? What killed him? Break broken neck, broken back, because I'm pretty sure Kyle didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a supernatural being of some kind, so yeah, I don't know. Even like physical contact is but, enough. But no, what I'm saying is the police were like, Well, it's gotta be this new Kyle who, who killed his mum years ago. It's like well, when I, it, I think he dropped him like eight feet, clawed him to death, broke his back. Well, I mean, they haven't done an autopsy on the body. They don't know how he died, but they're like, look, you were, you, you, your mum died 12 years ago. You were the only one there, right? Yeah. You, were, you were here. You were the last one to see this guy alive. You've got all these antipsychotic drugs in your bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, um, like we point the finger. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's obvious so he gets yeah. arrested. But then, yeah, Larry, the lawyer friend. Comes in and, and gets him out. Yeah. And uh, so you're like, so yeah, actually, he's a decent guy. Yeah, he's yeah, helping out yeah. our characters. But at the same time, I'm just like, I know this trope. Yeah. And A, you're a lawyer. And B, you're the you're, you're the new boyfriend when the old relationship was never properly resolved. So get out now while yeah. you still can. Yeah. Because you're going to end up dead. And <laughs> yes. spoilers, he ends up yes. dead. It's kind of a cool sequence. But the, yeah, what we get from... What we get from Kyle and Caitlin really just isn't enough nope. to make us care for the characters or really where the story is going. But it does, in an hour and 20 minutes, 25 minutes, manage less to... Than. Well, oh yeah, it's less than. It's literally five minutes. It's less it? than that as well yeah, because shit. the. I think the end the, credits, the credits are about 8 to 11 minutes. Oh, wow. You've so it could be just an hour. <laughs> it, well, if you take out the intro, then yeah, the actual film itself is like an hour long. Yeah. But uh, and they, they literally had to pad out the end credits because otherwise it wouldn't have constituted uh, a feature movie to go theatrical. Wow. So they had to extend the credits as long as they had to. But, but they hit the marks of a basic, like we said, very horror basic. story where it's just like... Oh, you know, my brother, you need to help me. And so Emma Caulfield is trying to act emotional with him when he's being... Act he does get a couple of... Uh, the, the, the witch kind of gets a couple of scratches on him, doesn't she? Because the lights go out. And the doctors are adamant that he needs to sleep, but he can't sleep because every time he goes to sleep, he sees her face. And so it's all just built up as well to Kyle killing the thing. Um, but i got to admit, I was very surprised because I couldn't remember it. Like, he, he gets arrested and... Gets put in a, the cell. Uh, we get arrested cell. a second time. Yeah, yeah. Because he, uh, after the incident um, where he ends up being driven out of the town by Larry, yeah, yeah. they crash the car. And Kyle ends up flying through the windshield, and uh, and then Larry ends up getting pulled away by the by the by the the spirit, the, the yeah. two fairy. Yeah, and he ends up in the car and he manages to drive back to the hospital. And the moment he gets into the hospital, like, hey, I'm back. He gets arrested again. He gets arrested, yeah, and pulled back into the police station. Uh, and there is a throwaway line there where he does literally say to the police, like, how many unsolved children disappearances have you had here? And yeah. the police are like, we haven't got time to go into it, sorry. How many unsolved murders you had around here? Not just this year, but in the last hundred. How many of them involved children? crazy Walsh. Yeah. You're, a, you, you're obviously a psychopath because you carry all those torches. 
because that's the thing. But the the lights get taken out. Of the, like the lights get taken out of the whole entire town. Yeah. Because yeah. the there's a storm coming. <laughs> the hospital goes completely black and the police station goes completely black. But luckily the witch can only be in one place at one time. So she decides that she's going to go to the police station. And I was sat there. I was just like, ah, malignant. It's like a whole horror, you know, police station kind of kill screen. And with, with as little as they have, it does kind of work. It is because... Almost like Malignant, you don't expect this supernatural ghost movie to go full fucking Terminator. Yeah. And it does. It does, yeah. <laughs> There's cops being thrown through windows, through doors, being pulled off screen, gunshots going everywhere, yeah. police in a panic, screaming. Like, and they actually hit her. Like, he shoots yeah, her in the face and breaks her mask. So you're I like, know. Exactly. The Again, mask is real? That's what I'm like. <laughs> this spirit is really fascinating because yeah, yeah, it yeah. should be affected by bullets. So, like... Does it bleed? Can we kill it? <laughs> and what was kind of freaky, I mean, I, I I, don't think they did it in the film, but it did look like it. Like when he shot the face, the mask hit the floor and there were teeth there. And I was like, oh man, the mask should be made of teeth. Yes, yes. You know, yeah. baby teeth. But I was like, oh, we have to remember that it is the tooth fairy, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, interestingly, the in the original script, the ghost, the spirit, the witch, the hag, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. doesn't actually appear until the last act of the film. Oh. So you would have gone through the entire film really going, well, maybe Kyle is killing these people because we're not seeing no ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it was only supposed to be visible at the end. But then the studio stepped in and went, no, 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 no. We need to see this ghost all the yeah, way throughout the movie. Yeah. And they actually fired or got rid of the special effects team that had made the original look for the Tooth Fairy. Shit. It was Steve Wang who had designed the original Tooth Fairy with legendary actor Doug Jones in oh, the suit. nice. And here are some of the images now of what they were going for. So much so that McFarlane Toys, that yeah, make yeah. Like movie monsters, actually created the toys based off of Wang's original designs with nice. Doug Jones in the mold. Nice. And then the studio went, no, 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 no. Stan Winston, you're hired now. Come in and do the creature that we now have in the actual film. And, of course, have the ghost appear throughout the entire film as well. Right. So he... Ah, I'm starting to figure it out now before yes. we get to the end of the movie. <laughs> so the director maybe went to drama with yes, this. Yeah. And had a whole script of them maybe researching and building up relationships and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then you get to the end of the movie and then realize that the witch is real and you've got to defeat it with torches. And then the studio exec stepped in and went, no, we don't like it. Rip. Let's re replace everything you've just done. Cut fucking 40 minutes out of the movie and just leave all the action sequences and shove a few more in there where people get killed off. Like, like the woods sequence and the crash sequence do look completely out of place. They now. do. They feel like, it. Yeah. Where people get killed. Like the police station kind of feels real. Um, but once the, once they've killed everybody at the police station, like he escapes and he heads to the hospital. Yeah. Well, one police officer makes it out as well yeah, out yeah. of the group and I, I was kind of sympathetic to that one as well I, because he I mean he wasn't a complete douche no no and I was, was and I was hoping because all the police officers in this film treat Kyle like a piece of shit like a murderer yeah and I'm just like they're, yeah they're so judgmental they're so he started to believe it after the station yes, attack exactly yeah. yeah so I was like it's nice yeah it's, and yeah and again when the hospital comes under attack yeah you know a lot of the doctors actually 
finally see it and go, oh, I, it's actually real. You know, I gotta admit, now thinking about it, that was so paint by numbers. I actually, it, oh, it I is. actually it, wrote it down in my notes that I was just like, once they hooked up with. What they got the two nurses and the doctor. Yeah. You've got Emma Caulfield, you've got Kyle, and you've got the little boy. And I just went, right, okay, let's see how they all die. Right. It's and one by one now. It's one by one. It's literally they, they the lights go out in one section, they were like, ready to jump? Yeah, and the next person dies. And <laughs> yeah. Kyle's like, Whoa! I was lucky, and I'm like, fucking what? You know, they were next target. <laughs> no, there was one nurse I, I recognised from Wolf Creek, and yeah. that was Nurse Lauren, played by uh, Kesty Morassi. Right, and I thought the visual of it was really cool. Like, I mean, because it's obviously nighttime, we know yeah. it operates in the darkness. Seeing this nurse, obviously clad completely in white, yeah. get pulled off and pulled into the background yeah, and yeah. disappear into the darkness. Yeah, I was like, that was for me one of the. Best looking visual shots, uh, visual effect shots in the whole film. Yeah, I really like the tunnel sequence. Yes, the, you know, the light. And... I was like, wow, you could have done a few more of those where it, with the, we know it's right there. Like, it could have been leering from the darkness and that would have kept me on edge for the seat. But the movie's just like, let's, no, we've got to keep going. We've got to keep going. We've only got like 12 <laughs> seconds left. We're going to um, get to the lighthouse. That's it. As they get down to the lobby of the hospital, the uh, the police officer turns up in his car and uses his headlights to scare the, the thing off. And they're just like, where do we need to go? Well, let's go to the lighthouse. It's the biggest light source in the whole place. And I'm like, okay, right. Like I said, by this point in the movie, I'm like, you should have been building all this up. Like, you know, the lighthouse was built maybe a year after the witch was hung or something, you know, and... And, and and the the town knows it, and so that's why they've been protecting the lighthouse to protect them against the witch. Well, yeah, like you know, it, this could have had this whole thing, right, where the kids that they were following in this film mm. are paying the price for the parents that killed Freddy Krueger. Yeah, exactly, the Freddy Krueger syndrome. Krueger, it's yeah. a great like yeah, man. thing, but yeah, it's not there because they, they, they just don't they know just, what to do with it, or just well, the film didn't matter. The, the film execs either didn't know what to do, or the writers just couldn't give us enough history because literally, it's just. Bang! We're at the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. You know we're racing to the top, and like you're, an, if you're an experienced horror watcher, especially at this time, and this movie came out in 2003, you're looking at the cop going, "Sorry, mate." Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I, I knew it too. And you're just like, "Well, you're waiting for that moment." And you're like, "Oh, he's leaning over the railing with the light," and he's like, "Get a little bit closer with that light." And I was like, "Oh, this is it." <laughs> Off he goes. Bye. And and I I did like how they did also have this kind of fight sequence at the end because Emma Caulfield almost gets taken out yeah. at one point and um and Kyle well, re- she drops doesn't she quite a quite a fall yeah yeah and, and but Kyle's you know he's fixed the the the, the hose, fuel line yeah. to keep the light going so he's trying just trying and he just has to hit that switch but his arm's too big to get in the hole hopefully he's got some small child's arm somewhere where are you small child um and and Michael reaches in and, and hits the switch and starts the, the, the light up. Now, I thought it was a cool switch that when the light hits the witch, like, she disappears. But she ain't dead. No. 
no, she just vanished temporarily. Yeah. Because she comes back for the last hurrah, because that's what good old monster movies do. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, uh, her mask gets completely destroyed. Yeah, We get to see Stan Winston's glorious burn victim makeup on her. It's pretty pretty horrifying. Kind of looked like Spawn from the Spawn movie. Well, yeah, I mean, he was... Pretty burnt too. He was pretty burnt too. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely no Freddy Krueger. No. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, but she ends up trapped in the light for for too long. Well, she tries to kill Kyle uh, on right. his own, and then he purposely sets his arm on fire. Yeah. And sticks it on her, so then she's obviously on fire now, and that's it. She just absolutely burns. She explodes, explodes in an well, awful yeah. effect. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. I see you, bitch. And uh, yeah, well, that's it, really. There's just nothing really to tie up, is no, there? That's, that's it's it. not like that's uh, the end of the movie. I mean, it, the, the film yeah, you know, doesn't it doesn't wrap up entirely. It cuts to another family, another child going to bed, and oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. mother actually swapping the uh, the tooth for a coin this time. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there's but, no uh, tooth fairy anymore. That's, that's it. There's no tooth fairy two. No, darkness no. falls two. No, the end. Any favorite scenes? I I I couple. I mean, I, I kind of like the. The beginning build-up, the narration over the pictures. I mean, it's pretty easy to do, but it kind of set me in the mood of, oh, what is this thing? I want to know more of this thing. Um, The police station fight. All right, I'll admit, I'm going on record now. The malignant one is better, okay? Um, But maybe it stole it from this one. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because, like... The lights go out, the police are taken out all over the place, and this thing is just fast and frantic and throwing them all over the place. I did like a couple of the sequences uh, with Emma Caulfield. You know, the moment where they were trying to put the little boy into the scanner thing, and they have to do it in the dark... You know, and the shadow goes like... Oh, the sensor, sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the lights go... Uh, the the lights stops at his eyes, you know. And if it had gone any further, he'd have obviously died. But she's getting emotional. Like, she was emotional. I was believing her, actri- her acting, thinking, yeah, she cares. But what does she care for? Why does she care? I have I no know. background of any of these characters. But she's selling it. Um... The final fight sequence was fun, yeah, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, like we established at the start, I really liked the intro, the folklore tale at the yeah. beginning. I also liked the, the horror setup, the child and the mother and alone in this house with this ghost. Um, but it was also at this point as well where I realised that this film was going to be ticking all of the tropey, paint-by-numbers yeah. yeah. basics for a horror movie. And the moment the mother turned and says this line, See, Kyle? There's nothing to be afraid of. (laughs) Boom! Dead. I was like, predictable. Yeah. You know, and there's another moment where Caitlin's looking in the mirror. The camera pans down. The mirror's not in shot anymore. And the camera pans back up. And oh, there's Kyle in the background for a jump scare. I was like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And then there's another moment where McCallfield, she's sat in the car. And she's just like, I can handle this. And then the cat jumps on the car and jumps off again. And I'm like, oh, fuck sake film I, I really oh no that, that got me i did Jesus jump, I, did jump. Oh, I didn't know the cat was coming dude <laughs> i haven't seen the movie in fucking 17 years 
There's another sequence just like that where they're in the car driving, driving. To, I think it's when they're driving towards the lighthouse, and he says, "Why don't we keep driving? We're safe in the car." <laughs> and it, Boom! And the ghost exactly. just pulls him out of the car and kills him. I was like, "This is just some really <laughs> awful editing doctor, or yeah. writing. Like, you can't just keep doing this." Yeah, you, you can. Know? They did it. Look, they, well, yeah, I know they did. And they, yeah, guess how many people remember this film for it? Uh, Fucking no one. I, I, <laughs> Probably by now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Those are my favorite. These are not my favorite scenes, by the way. (laughs) These are just the scenes that just annoyed me. The the police station. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I think it was better than uh, than Malignant, this one, uh, because... uh, the the ghost the spirit thing had already shown what it was capable of yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and the way that it picked them all off one by one uh, the fact that it is a supernatural being the fact that it is you know it, almost incorporeal it moves in the shadows yeah uh, but the fact that the police bullets affected it was what made me get even more interested yeah. I'm like well this isn't no no normal ghost or demon or spirit I don't know what it is what it is even the filmmakers but it, it's fine so they they kept one rule and they can't go in the light and they kept to it yeah but, so that's fine. Uh, and uh, yeah the nurse being pulled away into the darkness I thought yeah great visual great shot yeah, yeah. Ian do you recommend A Darkness Falls uh, I, I, I'm honestly not sure what I should say at this point um, because I want to say no but it wasn't a bad movie like you've seen us talk about bad movies and as as anything this is a basic movie you know, it hits all the basic tropes. So if, if you're watching this and you've never, ever, ever seen any type of horror movie in any type of form because you avoid it, well, that's watch it. this. Yeah, it's, it's. I'm pretty sure the film was originally advertised as a, like a, a, an 18 certificate, but I yeah. think it released like a PG. So yeah, it's yeah. almost like it's, it's almost Baby's like, First Horror Movie. Yeah, Baby's Sorry. First Horror Movie. Like it's... You, you, yeah, you're not going to find amazing acting or script writing um, in this movie, but there are worse movies that I would say, like, you, you don't even find it in there. What this movie does have is it has a kind of presence with this tooth fairy. You know, the movie just keeps going and saying, look, it's always there. So you're always feeling like it's always there with you. Um, I really wish they'd given us more background on the characters and the town and everything, but obviously we don't get that. What we do get are ticked boxes, and by the end of it, I'm like, yeah, that was fun, move on. Yeah, yeah, I can only somewhat half recommend this film. It has some good things going for it, but ultimately, Darkness Falls is very forgettable. Mm. The premise and the plot is very simple. It's a standard ghosting curse story with wafer-thin characters. Little to no development there. The ghost itself is very interesting. It looks great in several shots, coupled with decent effects and lighting, alongside some creepy sound effects. The haunting or stalking scenes are really well captured, Really good effort was made to make the ghost unnerving, creepy, and threatening. However, the serviceable script and performances really let it down. It lacked any high emotional stakes due to little character depth, and so the film relies on the bare minimum of horror moments that feel tropey and overused. Cheap jump scares, predictable editing, and uninspired musical scores. That being said, there are some good ideas here. The great ghost design, some cool, unexpected action scenes that save you from falling asleep. 
it's not as bad as many review scores such as Rotten Tomatoes have listed, but it's not good either. Mm. It's just average. Basic. Basic. It is a shame, yeah, as this, I think, has potential. Maybe, with a better script, more engaging characters, this could see a remake. But I don't ever see this becoming a cult classic. Every legend has its dark side. Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews.